Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to episode 57 of the UK Travel Planning Podcast. This week, Doug and I are here to chat about tips for budget-friendly UK travel, um, because obviously Doug and I have just returned from uh, some time in the UK. I was there for three months, and Doug was there for a month, and uh, we noticed things had got more expensive, hadn't we? Yeah, we did notice quite a bit of a difference in the last 12 months. Yes, things definitely seem to have got um, actually quite a lot more expensive. Uh, certain things are more more expensive for sure, um, food, eating out, that sort of thing. So um, we thought what would be a really useful episode would be to kind of share some of the tips that we have, which can help you when you're planning your trip to consider your budget and um give you some ideas of ways that you can actually save some money as well. Um, because I'm sure you like, like us are always looking at ways that you can, you know, budget a bit better when you travel. That's right. I mean, it's not going to be an, um, an exhaustive list. These are just things that occur to us and get heads together and see what we can, we can think of. Yeah. So we've, we've literally just sat down for the last 20 minutes and written a whole load of notes. So we're going to Go through the things that we thought about, um, which would be worth sharing with you, and just things that you can consider, kind of, I guess, even from the beginning of when you start planning your trip to the UK, really, up until actually when you're traveling around the UK. So, all those sorts of ideas. Yeah. Most definitely. And this is for uh, single uh, travelers, families, couples. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. These kind of, you know, these tips really are for, for everybody, Any anybody traveling to the UK. So, I'm sure you'll find all these really useful. So the first thing that we kind of said was really is to, if you can, because obviously we know that not everybody can, it is flexible about when they can go to the UK, but obviously it is cheaper if you consider going during the, the low season or the shoulder season and avoid peak times, which is obviously around Easter, um, June, July, August, when it's extremely busy in in uh, London in particular. Well, really in August, the school holidays are off in England. Um, they finish kind of halfway through um june and july they go back in in august and in uh in scotland but still you know edinburgh is incredibly busy in, in august so so those are kind of the expensive months and also obviously christmas time and new year's those are also expensive so if you can if you if you don't have something in particular that you want to go you know during those seasons that those are probably the times to avoid however of course there, there are a bit disadvantages of going kind of i guess in particularly the winter months. Mm. You've got shorter days, the daylight hours are much shorter. Yeah, and obviously things, you know, some some places are, are closed as well. So you might find some of the attractions that you want to visit may actually be, you know, not open. And, and you have to do consideration places like visiting far north of Scotland, for example, in if you're going to go there in, in January, February, March, it's going to be cold and you may have snow and so inclement weather, which can affect. Um, you know, you're just actually being able to get around, to be honest. Yeah. I guess that takes us really on to transportation and how you can, you know, so you, you, once you've kind of thought about, you know, booking your flight, you've got yourself over the UK and you're starting to think about your itinerary, 
Oh, I guess actually one thing we did say is is good itinerary planning is actually vital. Um, and, and it's a good way to that you can actually save some money. That's right. I mean, be sure and clear exactly what you want to achieve while you visit, and particularly during the, the shorter daylight hours uh, in the winter months. You, you need to uh, look at the websites. You need to listen to the podcast. These podcasts yes, are always ones to listen to. Absolutely. But also just be clear exactly what you want to achieve I think, to be honest, at any time of the year when you're visiting, really, it's been. I know you can yeah. do more. Obviously, you can do more in the in the summer That's months right. when there's you've got you know longer hours of daylight and and better weather. But still, really, it's considering like where you want to go, grouping those places together so that you cut tight. You know that, that reduce your time travel and distances, so you kind of seeing mm. you know similar you know similar areas and attractions. And specifically with with uh, if you're hiring a car because the cost of petrol. Uh, cost of fuel you want to be traveling you know as less time as you you possibly can yeah absolutely yeah. and um yeah so that's why we do offer itinerary consults so if you you know you put together your itinerary you can chat through that with us and we can kind of help you know you know we've definitely saved people kind of money and time actually when it comes to because we can give you advice and maybe tweak you can tweak your itinerary based on kind of our, our knowledge and sharing right, that with definitely. you yeah. yeah so we found that the feedback we've had from people has just been that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so I guess if we're talking about transportation, once you've decided where you want to go, you've got a few options about how to get around. So if you decide you want to get around by train, um, obviously consider things like train passes. Um, so you've got a you know, BritRail Pass, Global U-Rail Pass. So it's worth having a look at that, those two passes, and seeing if that's going to be worth it, depending on how many days you're going to be traveling around, because it is different. You can also look at buying travel cards as well. That's right, the national rail cards. Yeah, yeah they uh-huh. save some great money with those. Yeah, yeah. so there's we, we actually have. I'm not going to go into a lot of details in this particular podcast, but we have got previous podcast episodes where we talk about um, UK train travel. We actually have got a whole section on the website about UK train travel, including um, articles about how to save money. Um, you know, while traveling the UK by train, and obviously we've got our ebook as well, all, all about um, traveling around the UK by train. Um, so I don't want to go into too much information about that, but you can save some money on train travel uh, in general. If you're going to be traveling in London, recommend um, getting an Oyster card or going contactless rather than buying daily tickets, because honestly, it's it's just much cheaper to do that. Much cheaper, yeah. Um, so you'll save money. Obviously, buses are an option and coaches, so you can get a coach, but obviously it will take longer to travel around if you decide you're going to get a coach, for example, from London to Edinburgh as opposed to getting the train. Um, so, yes, it might be cheaper, but again, it depends on how much time you've actually got on your holiday. And, you know, would you prefer to get the train and get up there in four hours or do you want to take a long coach trip or do you want to drive it? You know, so if you're considering a driving holiday around the UK, I would say do consider, uh, you know, parking fees because it, there's a lot of charges in the UK for parking. So consider if you're going to visit many cities in the UK um, have actually park and ride schemes. So you park your car for free outside in a car park and then you catch the bus. You do pay for the bus, but you can... You That's know. right, we used one yeah. uh, this year in Oxford, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. So then we paid for the, the bus ticket to get into Oxford and, and then back out again. Did we pay for parking for that? I can't remember now. Uh, paid for parking and that included the uh, the cost of the... the um, the shuttle buses. Oh, well. right. Okay. Yeah. So that's cheaper and just easier than try, driving to a city centre where you're going to struggle to find parking and it could be extremely expensive, you know, so that's worth considering. Uh, next thing, I guess, we're talking about was accommodation. That's right. The, the, depending on your accommodation type that you prefer, 
but there's certain pros and cons with different sorts. Yes. The bed and breakfast, for example, we've used quite a few yes. of those uh, up and down the UK, mainly the particular ones that come with uh, breakfast included. Oh, absolutely. And I love uh, B&Bs and, and guest houses are um, a fantastic way to travel. The, you know, you, you get a good breakfast, so that sets you up for the day. Um, they're cheaper than than a hotel. You know, obviously, it depends on your own travel style and your budget, whether you prefer kind of an Airbnb, VRBO type style accommodation, or if you prefer to go into a hotel or, you know, we do recommend, to be honest, um, because they're our personal favorites, is, is to do the guest houses and B&Bs. And, you know, we, we will put some kind of luxury stays in there as well, you know, stay in the odd castle or whatever. But it is amazing to, you meet so many people it's a great way to feel that, find out about the local area as well. I was going to say, yeah, the, the local knowledge, they're also usually very, very good guides to the budget places to eat and the local places where people go to eat, sometimes off the beaten track, off the main streets, and these are places that are good value for money. And the people who run these B&Bs and guest houses, they will know where they are. Absolutely. So that's a really good point. I just want to also mention about, um, I will be doing a podcast uh, at a later date about kind of where to stay in London. But one one tip I do want to say about London, and I know it's very tempting to go for cheaper accommodation that's a bit further out in London and travel in. But you've got to remember that most of the main attractions in London are kind of in the centre. Therefore, do you really want to spend your day traveling in and out via tube, you know, and paying that additional extra amount um, than actually staying in, in, you know, near other attractions? I mean, personally, that's something that I prefer to stay as far as I can close to, to the center of London. Um, so it can be a false economy. You've got to kind of work it out. You know, how much time are you going to be spending traveling in and out? How much is it going to cost you? And again, you know, if you've only got a limited time that you're visiting for, is that really how you want to spend your vacation time, really, you know, on transport? Again, just talking about, well, London and the UK in general, really, as well, is that there are some really good chain hotels. So, again, that you can, um, you know, if you're traveling by car as well, things like a place like Premier Inn, Travel Lodge are excellent uh, possible, you know, accommodation options that you can find if you're driving around. Again, there's some very good chain hotels more budget uh, friendly in London itself. Um, I stayed in a Z Hotel in Holborn uh, in April, which I found really good. Um, and obviously, you know, it's uh, you know they're a, they're a really good option that you can um, that you can choose if you want. You know, when it comes to accommodation, but again, I'd, I'd think it, again, it depends on your kind of travel style and and you know what you want to do um, in terms of accommodation. So I think that's covered that. So what about um, Things like travel, so passes, so for attractions and tours and things like that. So, um, again, there are some good passes available. So you've got things like the London Pass. You've got um, the Merlin Big City Saver. You've got the Ghost City Explorer Passes. Um, you've got York Pass. There's a pass for, city pass for Edinburgh. Um, so, you know, they give you different options in terms of the number of attractions that they include. You actually have to look at each t- each card, really, to see what's included and really work out what it is that you want to see and then work out if it's going to be cost effective. It really is. You actually have to do the maths on those cards. That's right. You're going to do your homework. This is best done before you travel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Work it out. If it's worth it, then definitely look at you know those passes and i have got we have got articles on the london passes and the different passes available um and also in our in our different travel guides the different areas around the uk we do mention if there are passes and again 
um, you know, we have links to those so you can purchase if that's something that you feel will work for you. But I will mention, and it's really important to think, consider there are actually a lot of free things that you can do. There is, there is a lot of free things, but sometimes you've got to go looking for them. Yeah, well, I mean, just I think some of the free things, as we were talking before, and to be honest, I mean, in London, um, there's lots of free things you can do. I mean, actually, a lot of throughout the country, a lot of museums are free. Um, you know, museums such as the VNA, the Natural History Museum, the Science Museum, your favourite museum. My favourite museum in York, <laughs> the National Rail Museum in York is also free. Absolutely free. And also so, the very best in the UK. Yeah, you know, you've got um, art galleries are free. So, um, you know, you've got a lot of historical places that you can go and walk around. For example, you know, you can walk the walls of York. That's not going to cost you anything. So, again, it's kind of looking if you can include some of those free activities um, and attractions in your itinerary um, you know a, a favorite of ours in London is um, you know if you want a good view over London um, is the Sky Garden you're just going to make sure that you book it um, you know it opens about three weeks before book your tickets to the Sky Garden and you can go up and have fantastic views over Tower Bridge and Tower of London um, and you can see the Shard um, you know, and it doesn't cost you anything. You just have to make sure that you, you know, you, you get your tickets. And obviously there are lots of attractions as well. You can walk past in, in London that don't cost you anything. You can, you know, walk past Big Ben and Westminster Abbey and you can go and see the changing of the guard. So those things aren't going to cost you anything. Right. Um, you know, have a walk around Notting Hill, which I did just in, admire all the beautiful, um, you know, coloured, pastel coloured houses, you know, beautiful. And not to mention all the markets. Absolutely. The markets, the gardens, the parks. You know, there's lots and lots of things you can do for free. I will just mention as well, actually, um, some of the passes that you can get through um, English Heritage, Historical Scotland, uh, National Trust. So you can buy annual passes. Uh, the National Trust does have a visitor pass as well, but it's actually worth checking in your own country if you can buy a National Trust pass that you can then use uh, when you visit the UK because there's a reciprocal agreement. Um, so that's worth it. I mean, I know for us, we 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 actually bought Historical Scotland. Yeah, we had the annual pass. So it meant this last year, we now, for the, for the first year, we have half price. That's right, with English yeah. Heritage and Cadu. Yes, in, the, in that's, Wales. That's the Welsh. Whereas, um, so now this year, for the second time, because we 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 uh, renewed that, we now have free entry into the English Heritage right. and, and yeah. uh, those attractions. So it's definitely worth thinking. Again, we've got an article uh, on the website you can check out about that um the last thing i guess i want to talk about which is a good way to save money is um is food food and drink because obviously those that can add up because <laughs> obviously you need to eat when you're on when you're on holiday you need to eat all the time basically so we've found good ways to save money are things like meal deals yeah the meal deals are fantastic uh, and again even within your own budget there's more budget uh, versions of the meal deals you know, yes. cheaper to the more expensive. Yes, depending uh, on whichever supermarket you go to. So you can go to, you know, you can find Marks and Spencer's is my particular favourite. That That's a bit more expensive. Um, but you can go to, you know, there's the Sainsbury's, there's Tesco's, there's lot, all the different right. supermarkets yes, do right. do uh, meal deals. And you'll find for a meal deal, you get, you know, a sandwich uh, or a salad, a packet of crisps or a piece of fruit, a piece of chocolate, whatever, and a drink. So they're all, so they can be, anything from £3.50, £4 up to £8. Um, so they're great for lunch. You know, obviously, uh, if you've had a, if you're in a B&B and you had a breakfast, you might only want a, a late lunch later on in the day. Now, if you are staying in self-catering accommodation, you'll find that places like Tesco, Marks and Spencer's actually do like an evening meal deal. So you can get pizza, salad, 
um, and a dessert. And they could be, for example, about 12, 14 pounds. So you can get, you know, two mains and a side or something like that. So um, that's a really good way to budget, again, if you're self-catering. Yeah, and there's usually quite a good variety with those as well. We know yeah, excellent. For, yeah. for the dietary requirements yes absolutely uh, definitely and um, I, I did take some photos when i was back of the different um examples which i did share in our facebook group so um you know pop over and join the facebook group and you'll be able to to have a look at the different uh, meal deals that are on offer um another way to save money is to go to some of the chain uh restaurants so weatherspoons pubs in particular is very well known uh lots of british people will eat there um because it has very very budget friendly pub food that's right, and that, that, those same chains, they sometimes have speciality evenings, say a curry night or a taco night or a fish and chips night, and quite often those will come for either two-for-one deals or a free drink within those. Yeah, so they're worth looking at as well. Um, obviously, there are chain restaurants such as um, Nando's, Wagamama's, et cetera, that, I mean, we particularly like Nando's, I have to say, um, that you can go to, and, um, you know, they they are pretty good value there's also obviously the usual fast food restaurants as well that you can buy food from and there's cafes as well i'm just thinking of pret-a-manger for sandwiches there's lots of different oh, yeah. options yeah. yeah and your coffee shops as well and your, your bakeries as well yes uh, like your greg's they yes yes a few different options for your sausage roll and yeah. your uh, bacon sandwiches oh, yes. absolutely um, so, I mean, what you could do as well is try to set a daily budget, which is what we try to do for food and drink, don't we? We've done it for a few years with varying success, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. It's, uh, sometimes works better than others, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, and can I, I guess one last tip that we want to share as well is, um, you know, take a water bottle with you um, because, you know, you can drink the tap water in, in the UK. It's absolutely fine. And, um, you know, there's more drinking fountains. Yeah, a lot of train stations have uh, free drinking water. Uh, um, fountains as well uh, bus stations yeah they're quite often to be found yeah so you can uh, just fill your water bottle up so um you know that'll save on uh, on, on buying drinks um because you can carry that around with you and uh, you know, keep hydrated as you travel um so i think those are pretty much what we came up with today mm-hmm. for our kind of uh, you know some budget friendly uk travel tips anyway so um i think that's probably it for this week's episode yeah, i'm gonna say it's not an exhaustive list i'm sure there's other things we can think of, um, give them a lot more time. Uh, probably, but I think we just thought this would be a, a really good one to put out because I know we've had some questions about budgeting and, and kind of yeah. how to save a bit of money when you travel around the UK. So those are the things that, I, I guess, we've just come back. So those are the things that kind of struck us as the most important things to share. I will let you know that um, that you can get the show notes for this episode, which we at UKTravelPlanning.com episode 57. Um, and we'll put links into some of the different articles that we've written, which will kind of support some of the information that we've shared. Um, we we do have accommodation guides to uh, lots and lots of uh, destinations around the UK. And we do try and include in that as well, you know, uh, B&Bs and guest houses, uh, you know, for, for that, you know, idea of being able to kind of save save money and, and, um, and I guess have a quite authentic experience, I would say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. do that. Yeah, so I guess that really it just leaves me to say or leaves us to say until next week. Happy happy UK UK travel planning. planning.